Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my line mate Matt to, with me. And welcome, uh, welcome to the new year, 2022. I never, uh, never thought in a million years, man. Back in like 1995, I'd be saying, yeah, in 2022, I'm going to be podcasting. It's crazy. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas season and a great New Year. We took down the Christmas stuff today, and it's time to get back at it. Blackhawks played the Predators, and they played the. Uh, what else did they play, man? They played the Flames yesterday. The Flames yesterday. You know, the uh, it's kind of a similar tales, but it seems like the defense, uh, I don't think that they're as in the, into the game yesterday as they were the day before. Hawks lost to the Preds. Uh, we had a golden carousal in that one. That took, we had Colin Delia to start the, start the game. He was horrible. Took him out, put in Soderblom. Soderblom... Um, obviously he's, he needs some experience, but he looked better. And to be honest with you, he looked better yesterday as well. What did you think of uh, Soderblom's performance, Matt? Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about him in Rockford. Uh, I didn't get to see him when I, when I, uh, went down there. I actually, I saw Delia play, which he was good. And, uh, uh, this kid's big and, you know, he stepped up against that. Uh, I believe it was a penalty shot. That's can't be. You know, it can't be good when it's your first game and you're you're gonna face a penalty shot. And he's you know, he stepped up and he made the save and maybe he gave up a couple softies, but uh like you said, he's young and there's some promise there with him. Uh as for Delia, I think uh, you know, I was trying to be nice, tweeting out like, Hey, let's support Delia, but I was, you know, not right about that. He did not come to play. Giving up the first shot of the game is never a good thing, and then Giving up the next shot, and the poor guy was—he uh, was pretty much done. I thought, and uh, I thought it was the right move for the the coach to let him finish the period, and then uh, pretty much send him right to Rockford after. So, you know, th- th- this is really interesting because it seems like Delia, whenever he comes in, he just gives up, you know, a couple goals right away. Do you think that Delia needs? like a string of starts, like a four or five game string of starts to get going to see where this guy really is? Or is this guy, you know, a uh, Rockford standout NHL bust? Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a career AHL goalie. Nothing wrong with that. It's a great way to make a living still. I just don't think he... I, in the NHL, man, these guys, their shots are elite. I mean, Rockford, they're not the same. and Or not Rockford, but the AHL. It's it's not the same. But he just looked like just off that period. The, I, yeah, like the preparation, I don't think, was there for him. He wasn't ready. Sure, maybe it was like, hey, our goalies are out. You, you got, you're going in. But, you know, you, you got to be ready. He's got some game experience, too. And he just, you know what, he didn't show up, and it's never a good thing to give up that first shot. You want to start the game off making a save and build from that, and uh, he he didn't get a chance to do that. Yeah, I think that uh, I've seen enough of him to see what he is, man. You know, I, I just don't see it there. Yeah. Um, you know, if, he, if like you said, playing in the AHL, it's making a good living. You know, um, I guess that works out. But I would really like to see more of Soderblom because— Obviously, I don't think Fleury's going to be back next year. And if this kid moves up and plays with, you know, Lankin, and I'd like to see a little bit more of him because, uh, Matt, I mean, it's got to be difficult just coming in cold. You know, the guy who's supposed to be playing, oh yeah, you know, it's, is it's, it's is out, hard. and now now you're in, uh, no no prep, 
I mean, I don't want to say no prep, but I don't think he thought that he was going in after that. No, no. That first it's, period it, by Delia. It's hard, man. When you're you're sitting for 20 minutes, it's actually longer than 20 minutes, too. It's not. It's 20 it's game like minutes. Plus, plus, yeah, exactly. And you, you haven't, you're sitting there cold. That's what they say. You're going in cold. And that's, that's, that's truth. You're, you're going in, haven't faced a shot. Uh, I thought he looked okay. I mean, the, the Preds are a good team. I mean, yeah. we hate them. I can't stand them. They're very boring. They play the 1 3 1, which is super boring, but it's effective. That's how they get wins. And that's what they got to do. But, uh, I thought against the Flames, he played good. He made some big saves. Maybe a couple where he probably should have stopped them. Uh, the last goal of the game, you know, it was already out when they right. they pulled him. Uh, Johnny Hockey, you yeah. know, fired one. And maybe usually on a shot from from the boards like that. He, I know Johnny Hockey's a great player. He's an elite player, but. You, you those got to get stopped. You got to find a way to stop those. And, you know, he just, like you said, he's young. I mean, do you remember when Crawford was called up when we had, I believe it was Niemi and Huey were both out. Maybe it was the year before. But Crawford shut out the Ducks, I want to say. his, And they were the defending Stanley Cup champions. So yeah. it might have been 2009. And that was his first, first game. He shut them out. So that was a, a great sign. Obviously, look, he was a too tough. Two-time Stanley Cup champion with us. Uh, maybe give this kid a another chance. The Flames are a good team. Let's see what he could do against you know like a mid team, maybe a little bit lower, and we can give him a better chance, better look. But I I, I like to see you know a couple more games with Soderblom. Uh, definitely Delia. Let's let's stop this. Keep him keep him down and leave him down. <laughs> You know what? I'll be honest with you. I didn't notice. I didn't notice Goudreau right until he scored that goal. Man, I thought he was invisible the whole game. To be honest with you, you know what, man? He's having a great season though, and he's up for contract renewal. He's only making like Go six six point five mil right now, I believe, or something close to that. And I know a lot of the Flames fans want him locked up, but I was. I think it was. I don't know who I was talking to, but. If Jack Hughes is making eight million, what do you think Johnny <laughs> Hockey is going to be asking for? I think he's going to get double digits. He, really? He's a good, I, I think so. Yeah. Why not? I wouldn't pay him t- double digits. I to be honest he, with you, at he puts six, up numbers, man. He's at, putting up numbers at six point five. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of scratching my head on that guy. I think he's going to get ten. Really. I think so, man. Well, good for Cal- uh, Calgary for overpaying for him, you know. Well, it, hopefully, the stu- you know, Jack Hughes doesn't start this trend of, you know, teams overpaying for players, you know. I would put something out there saying, hey, you know, if uh, just because uh, the uh, the Devils over there want to commit cap suicide doesn't mean the rest of the yeah. league needs to, you well, know. Well, he's only 28. He's got 36 points in 30 games. He's a plus 21. Which only is- 28? Dude. And in four years, he might not even be in the league, depending on how the rest of his career goes. I think he's kind of like a caner. He's yeah. just a really good skater. He sees the ice well. He puts up points, you know, more assists. Playmakers right. are a dime a dozen. So yeah, I, I think he's going to last a while. I could see him signing maybe a six-year deal at maybe nine, ten. Oh, I think. Oh, man. 
That's crazy. He, he's got 530 points in 550 games played. That's pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. It's almost a point, he, he's, point he's per game. He's putting up numbers, man. I, I think he's gonna. He'll be a good player for the Flames. If maybe he'll go somewhere else. Maybe he'll he'll leave for nothing. Yeah, he might want to play a, on a bigger market, like an American market. And he's an American kid. He's I think yeah. he, I believe he's from Philly or uh, New Jersey even. Hopefully he doesn't go to Jersey. Well, hey, if he wants to get paid, he, what, yeah, he might, might as well. I mean, they're they're Stanley Cup contenders this year, right? Well, so, hey, he's if Jack Hughes, man, eight million, maybe Johnny Hockey's going to ask for sixteen. <laughs> I mean, sixty-one points over five hundred thirty. That's what I would say. Hey, let's hey. just go. Let's do the math here. Let's do the math here. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sixteen point five million player. Yeah, why not? Using the uh, the devil's algorithm there. So. Um, <laughs> What about Sean Moynihan, man? He's kind of dropped off, to be honest with you. Dude, I haven't heard much about him in a while. I honestly, I, I remember when it was him and Johnny Hockey's team, right? Yeah. And I, I, I still hear Johnny Hockey. I don't hear anything about Monahan at all. I saw uh, Monahan with his, you know, with his visor, you know, all the way up. You know, I don't know if he's trying to see the puck better or, uh, or what he, have you, man. But uh, It's the rule. You yeah. got to have it. Yeah. No, he, no, yeah. no. What I mean is, you know, just having it up all the way. He, yeah, you know. he puts it up because he's. Uh, it's weird. I see that too. They, it's not like level. It's it's right. all the way up into the logo of the helmet. Yeah, that kind of bugged me to be honest with you. Could you imagine getting a puck to the face where the where the shield should be? Would you? Are you a shield guy or like an Andrew Shaw type, like uh, Ryan O'Reilly without the shield guy? No, I'd go with the shield. Really? Even if I, I had the even if I had the opportunity, I'd I'd go with the shield because. Um, I'll tell you, with the way these guys are shooting a the puck these days, yeah, you don't the want careless to, sticks too, to the, the careless face. sticks. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be taking those uh, those to the face. Well, I I played men's league for a while and I didn't wear a shield, and I noticed my vision was way better. My yeah, I and it, it actually I liked it until you know you take a puck to the side of the face, it it hurts. But yeah. And then the wife made me put it back on, so uh, <laughs> I, I put it back on. But I got the cool Oakley one, which oh, okay. I don't see a lot of guys wearing those anymore. There's just like the whatever the Under Armour or Nike, whatever or it is Bauer, now. Yeah, Bauer. Yeah, I I like the Oakley like Ovechkin yeah, like tinted one. The, the those mir- are sweet. the mirrored ones. Like Hosa, he had like the nose cut. Oh yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> and then you had like uh, remember Jason Blake. No, uh, his visor was like all the way down to his teeth. Oh, like I'm okay. like, what's the point of that, dude? Yeah. What, it just must fog up like crazy, you know? Yeah, but, yeah I think th- that they put crazy. something on him, like defoggers or or, or what have yeah. you. Yeah, I used to. Uh, my dad put the. You know how Patrick Y used to wear that like um, the neck, neck shield? Yeah. yeah. My dad, he made me wear one, and I hated it because you look down, it's fogged up from my breath. And yeah, I guess he bought this spray, and he's like, this is going to help you. I'm like, this ain't doing nothing, man. I can't see. So yeah. I ended up taking it off, and I got the Eddie Bell for Cooper uh, neck thing, neck guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah, yeah I liked it. it was That's cool. what I would have done, too, if I was a goalie. That's yeah, cool, where the, now, now they're built into the chest protectors, but I used to have the, it used to hang down to my leg. Pretty much my belly button, the whole neck guard. That's how how it's how big it was. But it was cool, man. I I, I like that. That was a, that was smart. They were ahead of their time. <laughs> so you know, Matthew Kachuk, man. I think that he might be taking the next step in his game. I, I think that he's noticeable. Uh, he's I I haven't seen too much of his antics 
this year. You know, before yeah. he used to be more of a pest and uh, and agitating guys. And I haven't seen too much of that out of out of him this year. And his production is up. What about you? Yeah, I haven't heard much about him either. I, I know him and Dowdy have like a, you know, every time they play, they have issues, which is actually very entertaining. Yeah, but, they do. Uh, he uh yeah he's putting up good numbers he's got 28 points in 30 games i think he's got like 14 15 or 14 goals and that's what you want out of your guy and uh that's definitely i i would say it's him and johnny hockey's team now and um markstrom he's a good goalie he doesn't you know oh, yeah, get he's as much good. he's not getting a lot of praise like you know uh Jack Campbell is right now, and Vasilevsky, obviously, but he he's up there, man. I I think the Flames are gonna be they're gonna be good, man. They're well coached, and they they found their identity, which was huge, right? And Daryl Sutter, you know, I think, can be credited to that. You know, Markstrom. I'm not sure if you noticed in the game against the Blackhawks, but he tracks the puck very well. He moves side yeah. to side, and he seems to not have a, a problem tracking the puck. And he's a big boy. And, yeah, he uh, is. Hey, Vancouver let him go, and I was very surprised by that. But Thatcher Demko is, you know, look at Bruce Boudreau. I think he's 7-0-1 since jumping into the Vancouver uh, head, wow. the head coach. But back to Markstrom, man, he he's 12-6. and I think he's got five shutouts, man, which is pretty freaking impressive in yeah. this day and age because you got so many talented goal scorers. I mean, he's playing in the same division as Connor McDavid and— they're they're finding a way, man. It's it's good to see. It's good to see the Flames uh, coming back. I mean, we kind of put them away. I thought when the Hawks were uh, up and coming, you know, we kind of buried Jerome McGinley, Mika Kippersoft, and uh, Alex Tangay. They and, were all uh, yeah, we're gonna roll the, these young Hawks, and the Hawks just walked all over them, and uh, that was it for them. And then you haven't heard much from them, and they're kind of bouncing back. And, and I feel like Mata. this is their year. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 or yeah, from uh, Florida, right? That the Jokinen, Jokinen. Oh, yeah, Oli Jokinen. Oli Jokinen. That's right. Yeah, Yoke. That guy, his face just bugged me. He was a bad guy from like James yeah. Bond movies, you know, <laughs> the yeah. blank sterics. Yeah, he had a big head too. Did you see the yeah. way his the, the helmet fit him? It, it was Mike almost Camilleri. like they Yeah, yeah. He was from Florida. I think they got him from Florida in a trade, and they're like, "Oh, we're going. We're, they're going to make a run this year." And you know, they run into the Hawks, and <laughs> I, I, I think Havlat uh, Havlat had a great series, and we buried him that year, two thousand nine. So the Hawks are going to be moving on to the Avalanche tomorrow, and that's going to be a big game for them, man, because they need to. Um, you know, another thing about the Calgary game before I get into this uh, Colorado game, because this is something that needs to be cleared up from the last game and I thought that it was, was that there was a ton of odd man opportunities versus Calgary. I don't know what it was, but while uh, while um, Colin was playing, you know, when the Colin was playing, Colin was coaching, that's all we had were odd man opportunities. Derek King came in, and it seemed like they stopped completely. Yesterday, we got we were getting a lot of odd man, odd man breaks. Well, we're giving up a lot of odd man breaks, and I'm I'm not sure what it was. If it's a defensive pairing, you know, Riley Stillman wasn't playing. I don't know why. I'm done with Gustafson playing. To be honest with you, I know that they want him quarterbacking. The uh, actually, they had him quarterbacking the uh, power play one unit, and yeah. they took Seth Jones off of that unit and that's, put him on the power play two. I, yeah, I, don't, he, I don't know why. 
he caused the uh, shorthanded goal with his lack of hustling and just right. feel like he's coasting. And Calgary jumped all over that. And well, that, he got tripped, but still, he was. I think that he was he was badly out of position. I, I think he he didn't think they were. You know, sometimes you, you got a guy coming in to put pressure on you, and they kind of spin off. And right, I, I think Gustafson Gustafson thought that hey, they're gonna. He's just gonna do a flyby on me, and I'll, I'll set up. But they didn't. He. They uh they buried us with that shorthanded goal and that pretty much that that costed us the game. Yeah, I agree. So that needs to be cleaned up. Um, I don't see why Riley Stillman is a healthy scratch. He's playing consistent every single game. Um, he should be in there. Uh, Caleb Jones had a you know had a pretty decent game yesterday. I mean, if 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 they absolutely need to, you know, are, are we just playing Gustafson just to play him? You know, I mean, we're paying him eight hundred grand. Is that really? No, you I know, don't. Like, I don't like. I don't. I don't see why he's consistently in in the lineup. So, um, so what needs to get cleaned up by this Colorado game is the 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 odd man opportunities that we are giving up versus Calgary. They're gonna need. They're gonna need to tighten it up defensively against this Colorado team. And you know what? We're just gonna need to pepper them. We haven't had problems putting shots on uh, putting shots on net the past couple of games, which is good. But they, we need to start converting. You know, Kubalik, you know, I'm kind of borderline ready for this guy to get healthy scratched and get somebody else in there because he's just not producing. He's not producing in any way. Well, I, I think it's pretty much the whole offense except the Brinkat right now. I mean, right. we need, like I said, we, we have one guy in double-digit goals, and it's the Brinkat. We, the, the closest guy, I believe, is Hagel with nine and that 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 can't happen. We we got Taves, we got Kane. I mean, Kubalik was a th- former thirty goal guy. He's got to start putting some in. I think Dylan Strom was showing some shades of you know when we first got him. He was putting him numbers, and he's inconsistent again. And he he's taking some really stupid penalties. I don't know if you've seen that taking a couple tripping penalties. And it, I mean, they were kind of weak calls, but still, we we can't be taking penalties because we're giving up a lot of power play goals too against uh but yeah man we we the problem is we 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 need these guys to start scoring goals and it can't just be Debrinkat. We we need Kaner to step up, we need Taser to step up. We need guys just we, we got to start putting them on net. And you know what? We need our goalies to be healthy. Our two starting goalies because Nashville showed us, "Hey, we're not even close to being a playoff team." You know, compete skating with these guys, and I know it was Delia and Net and the young kid, but still, we 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 didn't look like we were ready to play the last two games. So hopefully, against the Avalanche, it's a wake up call because this team will bury you alive with goals if you do not show up to play. Yeah, and I'm curious to see what team shows up to play. Is it the Colorado Avalanche that started the season, or is it the the uh, highly favorited, you know, Stanley Cup contender? Because it's been a tale of two cities over there, and uh, you know, I'm just curious of what's going to happen. It's going to be definitely a, a, a big wake up call for the Hawks because, I mean, I think that Calgary is a. I mean, they're a very good team this year. They're not the Colorado Avalanche that have been good for the past few years consistently, but uh, as an up and coming team, I think that Calgary has been doing a phenomenal job this year. How are the Hawks going to do against Calgary? To be honest with you, it's 50-50. They could play tight and make it an interesting game, or you know they could start giving up odd men opportunities and you know give up a goal within the first 30 seconds, which you know sucks because then trend. Yeah. Fr- from the beginning of the game, 
you're playing, uh, you know, you're playing behind. So Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, he's out of COVID protocol. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I'm not sure what kind of, you know, what, what kind of uh, experience he had with COVID, you know, because some guys, you know, they're like, yeah, it wasn't bad. Just had a runny nose and that's it. And then other dudes, you know, they're having some, some other issues. So hopefully he didn't have too bad of a time with COVID and, and he can get right back into it. Yeah, I think he can. I, I didn't hear anything serious from him. I mean, if it was serious, I'm sure we would, we would be hearing all about it and he probably wouldn't even be starting. So that that's a good thing. But uh, I did get a little, uh, a couple minutes of the game in with the Ducks and Avalanche yesterday, and um, Nathan McKinnon took over the third period, man. He got three assists and uh, buried the Ducks. I, I believe the score was 4-2, but the Ducks were up for a while, 2-1, to one, and I don't know what it was, but uh, Nathan McKinnon showed up to play. He must have had everybody eating the right meals before the game, and they, <laughs> fin- they finished strong. And the Ducks are a good team, too, man. They... Uh, very uh, overlooked team. I know me and you overlooked them. I know everybody overlooked them because they're young. And Ryan Getzloff's getting older, but he's having a great season. Uh, but back to the Avalanche, I I think we we could skate with them if Flurry stands on his head tomorrow. He, he I mean, pretty much the rest of the season he's got to stand on his head because our offense is not there right now and. Hopefully they they figure it out, but it's we're gonna need our goaltending to step up extra coming these next couple games. Yeah, I agree, man. You know we've we've got Colorado coming up, and then we've got Arizona coming up. You know that Arizona's a little feisty, but I think I would like to see Soderblom in that game just to give him an opportunity against a team that I would say isn't as um, not not competitive, but. I would say yeah. isn't as as established as Calgary is just to see where he's at. Yeah, I would like to see it too. I, I know there's some good players on Florida. They're they're gonna rebuild, start from scratch. It looks like, but or Arizona. You know, they got, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the oh, no Phoenix Coyotes. I don't call them Arizona Coyotes. Oh, but okay, Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, yeah, they're they're obviously in last place. Uh, actually. Yeah, they are in last place. I, I I think in the West they are last. In the East, it's the Islanders, which is pretty Incredible. crazy. Pretty crazy. I like my Stanley Cup pick. I look stupid, but um, we both do. Yeah, I would li- I would like him to uh, get that start. You never know. But if they the Hawks want to be serious content or make a push for a playoff spot, they need wins, and that's a team they have to beat. And if they did lose to the the Coyotes that would be that would be very bad. So, do you think the Hawks should maybe invest even more defensively into their system now, considering they're having a hard time scoring goals? Yeah, I think they should. Uh, it, we know Flurry is going to play good. Uh, we know Lincoln and he's solid, but I mean, I, I think we need a good mix of both because if you got the puck longer than the other team they're not going to have that many you know shots we, we've seen this with our dynasty teams we we were a puck possession team I don't think anyone on this team except Kane and maybe Seth Jones has the skill to pretty much skate the ice and hold the puck long I, I don't see any other guys that have that talent so they might have to you know, play chippy and kind of like Nashville Predator hockey. I mean, if you want to be successful, they you got to buy into that. And I don't. I think we got guys that think they could, like Dylan Strom. He probably thinks he's real skilled and he can do that kind of stuff. 
like the old school Hawks, but he he can't really. I I think Dylan Strom is a third line guy, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to go anywhere higher than that in his career if he continues to play this way. So, yeah, I I think if we, I'd like to see the Hawks get a, a meaner defenseman, but I I don't see it happening until, you know, we have an a uh, we have an official GM with a plan and maybe a new head coach next year. But I don't think the Hawks are going to do much. Do you? I have no idea, man. To be I, honest I, with you, th- th- things could be turned upside down and on their head, as as you could see with the Islanders. I mean, we obviously couldn't predict the Islanders being in last oh. place in the East Coast. You know, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do either. I, I don't think they're going to sell. I think they're just going to kind of ride it out and hopefully they get on a little hot streak. But right. it's going to be very hard. And I, I know Pittsburgh, they're quietly eight. They, they're on an eight-game winning streak that no one really wow. talks about. No one talks about that. Yeah. And they're, I haven't even heard about that. Yeah, and they're saying that uh, Jari, the goalie, he's like, you know, he's like a top five goalie in the league right now. And I remember watching last year in the playoffs, I'm like, this guy's not a top five goalie in the NHL. And right. I mean, he's got to prove it in the playoffs first, for me at least. I don't, I mean, I don't watch a lot of Pittsburgh Penguin hockey, but when I did last year, the Islanders just torched him. So we'll see, man. There, there's some crazy storylines going on. Look at the Rangers. They're, they're absolutely tearing it up right now. And I know the bread man's out with COVID issues now, and, but they're still playing good. They have a Vesna-like goalie who I didn't look at uh, Shesterkin as a, a Vesna-like guy. The, I mean, some of these clubs are just so lucky. They, they have Lundqvist for the, for the last, like, what, 15 years. Then they get these new, two new kids that are pretty damn good too. And, it's just a nice problem. It's like the Packers with Brett Favre and right to Aaron Rodgers is like, geez, give me a break. That Hall of Fame guy's back to back. It's like insane. 30 years. 30 yeah. years of, of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, what well, two quarterbacks in the last 30 years, and the Bears have had what? At least like 40? 50. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> so quick news around the NHL. The stars have 10 players removed from protocol, which is incredible because we have oh. teams that are having to deal with these issues with having a ton of guys in protocol. And it uh, looks like, you know, hopefully they can start getting back on track soon. Uh, Talbotton out indefinitely for the Wild with an injury. We got the uh, the um, um, Matthews leads the three stars of the month. I'm not really surprised. He's He's been having a, having a great year so far. Um, so what do you think about the Winter Classic? Did I didn't you watch, watch it? it. No. You know what? It was cool. I watched it. I just, uh, it was a little too much with the media for me saying how cold it was. Oh, yeah. I, that's all like, I heard about it. It's like, yes, we know. It's Minnesota. It's January. It's cold. <laughs> we know. I, they just kept going on and on about how cold it was. And then they, they're asking guys, you know, intermission. So how is it out there? And their their beards are frozen. Yeah. They're like icicles. It's cold. So <laughs> it's like, okay, let's move on. It was a good game. The Blues just, they tore it up. Uh, they're, they're back, man. I think the Blues are back to their Stanley Cup form. Was that 2017? That They're a scary team. I think the Blues are going to go far, man. I really wow. do. Yeah, yeah. I predicted them to to be pretty decent, but I didn't predict them to to go far. I, I think the way that they're playing right now, they could win the Central. I think, and Minnesota is a good team. I know that they're 
Billy Garen's building something good there. They got uh, Kaprizov. He 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 had a, a nice banking goal in the Winter Classic. But I for me Talbot down their goalie. They're they're not that scary to me in the playoffs. Not at all. Well, cool. The U.S. Uh, the U.S. announces the women's twenty two Olympic team, which uh, which should be exciting. So we will be getting some hockey, some uh, some Canada yeah. versus U.S. hockey. Kendall Coins, yeah, yeah, Kendall Coins, Amanda yep. Kessel, um, who else? Phil, <laughs> Phil, Phil too. Hillary Knight. <laughs> Uh, it's funny, man. Amanda and, and Phil, you could tell they're brother and sister, man. They have yeah. like the same teeth. You know what, man? <laughs> Getting back to Phil though, he's he's gonna end up on a playoff contending team this year, dude. And they're gonna someone's gonna get a first round pick. Or well the coyotes are gonna get a first round pick, but someone's gonna give up a first round pick for this guy. Wouldn't you like to have this guy on your team? He won two cups with Pittsburgh. He's a good shooter, man, and he can I still would. move. He can yeah. move for a little butterball, you know, and <laughs> he's still pretty fast, man. He used to be really fast. He he gets like a bad rep from Toronto. I don't know why. I mean, obviously they didn't win there with him, but he's a he's still a good Has player. Any, when was the last person who ran who won with Toronto? <laughs> well, no, I well I know, but they they like hated on him for some they reason, did. and it's like, come on, dude. He it was not just Phil Kessel's fault. So, but right. he goes to Pittsburgh and wins two cups, and uh, him and Malkin had some great chemistry together. He was instrumental on those teams. He was. He, he was, was a big part of that team. I, I think someone's going to go for him, and that that team's going to be very lucky to have a guy like him. He's a he's a playoff guy. I, I would definitely like him on my team. Yeah, I would too. If I'm a contender, if I'm trying to get over that hump, maybe like. Maybe even like the Rangers or even Vegas. I know Vegas won't have any cap space because I know Jack Eichel is going to be back soon. But that's a guy I would want on my line. A guy who could fly and just fire it. Right. Well, cool, man. All right, everybody. That's all that we got for you tonight. Thank you for listening. We're very, very appreciative. We head into the new year. This is year two for the Chicago Tomahawk. We closed out our, our first year, obviously, on, on December 31st. About 87 podcasts we did last year. We're going to see how many we can do this year. And uh, thank you for everyone who's who's come on the ride with us, everyone who's contributed. And we're, we're very, very appreciative. And we're going to keep going. This is a Tomahawk, and we're out of here.